Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome into episode number 31 of Babes on Broad. I am Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town. And we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. If you'd like to follow us on all our social media, I am at SamWills18 on Twitter and Instagram. And Jess is at RunThisTown with an E13 on Twitter. And at Jessica underscore Town with an E on Instagram. And then we also have at Babes on Broad all over every single social media platform. So that's awesome. If you want to follow there, stay up to date, get our recipes. And to make it even easier now, you can go to our website that Jess just created for us, which is awesome. It's babesonbroadpodcast.com. So if you want to go there, there's our recipes, links to our shows, all kinds of updates, that kind of stuff. So it's cool. Go check it out if you would like. And then also, if you want to wrap us like this one, Hungry Babes Run Faster, you can go... (laughs) <laughs> you can go to designtree.com slash babes on broad and you'll be able to find all of our stuff there. So it's awesome. Today, episode 31, we are breaking down the Eagle schedule that just got released last night. What initially, before we break it down, what was your first, this is their record this year? They're going 16 and 0. That's always my <laughs> first reaction. I don't care who they're playing. They could play the reigning Super Bowl champion 16 times in a row. And I would say they're going 16 and 0. That's just who I am. <laughs> like they could be like, you know what? We're only going to go into the season with 22 people on the roster and see what happens. I would still say 16 and 0. It, it doesn't matter to me. That's always my initial reaction. It's not the worst schedule. It's not the best schedule. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a stretch in there where there's three division games in a row. That's, you know, going to be an interesting one. There are. I know, think those are split though, right? Isn't there, are you talking about the Giants, Cowboys, Giants? Yeah, there's a bye week in there, right? Yeah, because I thought the same thing. When I originally saw that, I was like, they're definitely going to lose one of them. And then I saw that the bye, and they're pretty good off of the bye, especially I feel like coming back with the Giants there. So I feel confident about that more. The one I just feel like still a hit or miss if they would lose a division game there between the Giants and the Cowboys to me. Yeah. But I feel like they could kind of get on a little, like, power it out into the bye week run yeah and then obviously you know last year their biggest saving grace was the cakewalk that was the end of their schedule yeah um and this year they are not quite so lucky they've got some pretty tough games towards the back end of their schedule and you know the last couple of years they've played a lot of those crucial games at home right now 
they are going to have to have those couple crucial games on the road, which I think is really going to be interesting. Like if you think about it last year, they had a couple of them, you know, the last game of the season obviously was the Giants and they were away. But, you know, that big game was right before Christmas against the Cowboys and that was at home. Mm-hmm. And then two years ago, very similar. They had to go on a run. Then obviously, like they had to go out to L.A. and beat the Rams. But that big crucial game that was you know going to keep them alive was, again, right before Christmas, they played the Texans on that Jake Elliott game-winning field goal, but, again, at home. And then, you know, similar the year before, when they run to the Super Bowl, they, obviously, Carson Wentz goes down, they have to win those last couple games to be in the best kind of standing. Christmas night against the Raiders, they got to play that at home. So I think that's really going to be an interesting spin for them. My, my initial reaction, just kind of without analyzing each game breakdown i would give them i would optimistically give them a 12 and 4 okay so mine when i first looked through this i kind of was like this is a win this is a win this isn't kind of thing and with that being optimistic i got 12 and 4 and then now looking at it i'm leaning more towards 11 and 5 and then it makes me nervous because there's always one game I'm like, they'd have to have it and the Eagles drop it because who knows why. So that's why I'm leaning between 11 and 5 and 10 and 6. I'm hoping it's 11 and 5, which is possible as long as everybody stays healthy. Redskins to open up the season, Rams, Bengals, I think those are wins. The 49ers is going to be tough because it's a night game on the road in San Fran. Um, so that one I have them losing. And then I think they will go to Pittsburgh the next week. I think they'll win that one. The Ravens is a tough one. A lot of people are kind of like iffy about that one. I have them winning that one, though, mm-hmm. against the Ravens. And then we have those three-game stretch with the bye week in there, so four weeks with the Giants-Cowboys-Giants. So I think I would have the Cowboys as a win then. I think I'm going to do all three of those as a win. Win against the Giants, win against the Cowboys, and then win against the Giants again after the bye. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. So what do I have so far? I'm walking through this with you guys. One loss so far. Wow. Yep. So what's that? And then, but this is where it, where it gets hard, obviously. Yeah. So then you have the Browns win. Seahawks on Monday night in Philly. I just think it's so hard. We always lose against the Seahawks. Russell Wilson so, has never lost to the Eagles. Yeah. So I have that as a loss. I had just one loss between the Packers and the Saints. I was like, they'll win one of them and they'll lose one. But after talking to you, I definitely think they lose in Green Bay because last year was such like a wow, so like shock that they won in Green Bay. I don't think they're going to do it two years in a row. Unless, unless something's going on with Aaron Rodgers and he's salty with the organization and for some reason he gets pulled or he's just... You know what I mean? There are two ways that's going to go. There, there's no in-between of how this season's going to go for the Packers. He's either going to come out with both of his middle fingers in the air and be the MVP. Yeah. Or it's going to be an absolute dumpster fire. And they're all going to be mad at each other. There's going to be constant leaks coming out of the locker room. They didn't get him any extra weapons. And their defense is not great. Exactly. And part of me is like, I can really see Rogers coming out with his middle fingers up in the air, but how much can he do with what he's got around him? You know, yeah, and if he gets hurt or something like exactly. So that one's kind of an up in the air. But just because it is as of right now, the early predictions, I'm going to assume all Rogers, things equal. 
Yeah, I'm going to assume Rogers has his middle fingers up. I'm counting that as a loss. So that's my loss number three. I don't know how I feel about the Saints. I was telling you earlier, I think they could win that game, but I kind of want them to lose that just because I am so like stereotypical in the fact that I think it is so hard to come out and beat a team that's evenly matched with you twice in one season. So I feel like whoever wins that is not going to win if they play each other in the playoffs. So I kind of want the Eagles to lose that so then they have the, like, revenge, hungry dogs coming out of the playoffs for them. Can I give you a uh, counter to that? Yeah, yeah, do it, please. Talk me out of it. Okay, ready? 2018, the Saints absolutely massacred the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat them again. Last year, the Seahawks come to Philadelphia, and the Eagles play some of the worst football I've ever seen in my entire 25 years of life. They come back here. Now, obviously, all things were not equal in either of these situations. But that's, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles in football, you know? They came back, and the same score beat them again. I know. I I understand that. But it's the early predictions. We're doing the all things equal. Sure. Now. And they were not equal in those situations. Let's take that one step further. Actually, you know what? Finish out your season. I'll go through my life <laughs> the losses are, and then we will take that one step further because there's a lot more that I think goes into that Saints game than just this conversation. Okay, so we have that three. I'm going to leave that Saints game as an Eagles win. I'll leave it as a win because it wasn't a part of it originally. I'm just kind of scared about it. That's my iffy one, really. Okay. Um, and then I think they beat the Cardinals. The Cowboys, I think they lose against the Cowboys. That's a thrown up one. I think between the Saints and the Cowboys, that's my fourth loss, one of them. I could be swayed. And then they beat the Redskins last game of the year, January 3rd. With that, I feel like it's very possible that they split with the Cowboys this year because the Cowboys are going to be a good team. Mm-hmm. And did you see their schedule? So the Eagles are, like, ranked eighth easiest schedule. The Cowboys are the third easiest schedule. Of course they are. Then they're still going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. and I hope, dude. And that's my thing is like, I don't even need to look at their schedule. They're still going eight and eight. I don't even know. It just, it, it makes me nervous because they have the schedule on their side and they're very, very, very compatible to this Eagles team. I feel like, so it is going to be a rough race to the finish. And if they have more wins, they win, but 11 and five could win the wild card. Well, aren't they switching it up this year? How's the new, they switched it up this year. How's the new playoff thing? I talked about it all on my updates one day. I can't remember it. Two extra teams make it. You're right. So I think for a weekend and only one team gets a bye. Okay. So here's my hot take. Yeah, you're right. So here's my hot take. Eagles make the playoffs and make it farther than the Cowboys, but the Cowboys win the division. Okay. I threw a lot at you right there. (laughs) Well, okay. So let's start from, from there and work our way backwards. Um, Dak still hasn't signed his franchise tag, so he may not be the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Andy Dalton does not scare me. Also, Dak doesn't scare me either. So I mean, they don't scare me. It's the weapons. Which, I mean, I know we have Darius Slay and stuff, but, like, yeah, they're an intimidating I, team. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm still not intimidated by them at all. And their defense is not, not going to be that great. Their offensive line is not going to be that great. And yes, obviously their wide receiver core is is really great. Um, and I will never not be bitter over the CD Lamb thing, but we also just have to keep in mind who is throwing to them. Something I actually heard the other day. So Max Kellerman, we all hate him, right? We all can't stand him for some of the things that he says. However, 
he said something the other day that I thought was really interesting and was the most accurate thing I think I've ever heard him say. Obviously, Dak has not missed a game. I think he's missed one practice since he's been in the league. He's mm-hmm. been consistent, and he's been consistently good. However, his ceiling is nowhere near Carson Wentz's ceiling of the elite level they can play. Oh, yeah, 100%. Carson Wentz has shown us the level that he can play at, and I think people are hard on him when he doesn't live up to that level. Now, again, there are so many... Which is normal. Sure. And there are so many other things that go into it, like the fact that he was throwing to grocery store baggers last year (laughs) to take them into the playoffs. Yeah. Like, you know... it, there's a there's a difference there, obviously, but he also put the team on his back and willed them through those last couple games into a, a playoff, the you know winning the division into the playoff spot. Now, I so I think that's really interesting. Like Dak's been Dak's been fine. He's been a serviceable quarterback to the Dallas Cowboys to this point, but and you know been consistent, been healthy, you know been reliable, but his eliteness level is nowhere near the level that Carson Wentz's is. Yeah, and that's what, real quick on that, that's why, like, I think that the reason that I have them going split this year is just because of the emotions. It is such a high emotional game for both teams because of rivals, obviously. So I think that's why I have them split this year. I do think the Eagles, in, like, an intimidation way, I'm not scared because I do think the Eagles are a much better team. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? so I'm not worried about that. I do think the Eagles will go much farther, and I think they would win in that high-pressure situation. But I still think that the Cowboys are a great team. And it intimidates me in the fact that their schedule is so easy. So I don't think they're a better team than us. I do think they're a better team than a lot of the people they're going to play, if that yeah. makes sense. So I think that's, sure. why, that's why they scare me in that point, because we, can't, we can only control two games of the season in the regular season. You know, so like, that's why they intimidate me, if that makes sense. And the other thing that I think, you know, we we do have to keep in mind is the Eagles do have an absolute advantage in the NFC East right now, solely because they're they're the only one and they're like coaching philosophy is all still the same. So, yeah, like, think about it. Dak hasn't signed his franchise tag and they have a new head coach. Yeah. Like the disconnect there is enormous. And, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously, like, you know, I think McCarthy's a good coach and obviously Ron Rivera is a good coach. And, you know, we don't know what we're going to get from the Giants, but, you know, not anything against the coaches or really against the team. But just that disconnect, the fact that all three of them have new coaches and are changing things up and things are moving around yeah. so much. The Eagles have a lot more consistency from that perspective. And if you think about it, like on the offensive side, you know, we all talked about the fact that, you know, we really didn't want Alshon Jeffrey back here. To, to this point, it's looking like he's going to be an eagle. So mm-hmm. when you look at it, I mean, their offensive line, Jason Peters wants to come back. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. I'm okay with that. I still think, you know, we need to see what Andre Dillard can do. But either way, your offensive line's still pretty much the same from last year. Your running backs are still relatively the same. Your wide receivers, you added a couple weapons, mm-hmm. but you still got your main guys out there. Your two tight ends, like, there's not much difference there, you know? So Yeah, and I, I can just build. Yeah, I agree with that completely because the Eagles, spot on. You're right. Like, they only have – they're going up this year. There's no other way but up. 
Yeah. So they definitely have the advantage in that point. But at the same time, for the Cowboys, just like as a little like side one, I think it'll hurt, if anything, like their defense more than it would hurt their offense just because those weapons that they got are so powerful on their offense. You know what I mean? So like I feel like they could really just how many like how much coaching do you have to do for somebody that's already great like those receivers? So I feel like as long as the receivers, even if they can't get together, as long as the receivers and whatever quarterback the Cowboys are going to have are like communicating and build a relationship some or a relationship somewhat, I feel like that won't be hindered too much by the coaching because you don't really coach that talent. That's the thing is like, you know what I mean? You have that talent. Right. The yeah, coaching for sure. only does so much. So I don't think we'll really hinder them as long as they're doing the building, the relationship off the field, which I'm guaranteed they probably are. We've already learned that Dak doesn't abide by any sort of stay at home order or anything like that. He has no problem yeah. breaking any sort of stay at home right. quarantine, anything to go work out with people. So he'll go <laughs> do whatever he wants to do anyway. But so I just think the coaching in on the offense isn't going to be hindered that much or hinder the offense that much. But I do agree with you 100% that the Eagles will come out much better and much more cohesive. Okay, so I'm going to go through and tell you where I think their losses are going to be. So I think this is so terrible, but I mean, 100% watching Deshaun and Jalen Rager put double moves on Ronald Darby in week one is going to be oh so pleasant (laughs) to watch. That's going to be spectacular. I can't wait. Um, So win. I think they do win against the Rams at home. I just, one, I don't think the Rams travel well at all. Yeah, it's Uh, also the Eagles opening, home opener, so. Yeah, Eagles home opener, I mean, yeah. No, no shot. Um, I think it's interesting. So, So with the Bengals, I think they're going to be obviously better than they were last year. Mm -hmm. Um, They did a really good job of not only with what they did by drafting Joe Burrow, but I think they did a good job of addressing very specific needs that they had. And with a healthy AJ Green, obviously, you know, he's he's a little bit older, but still, I mean, spectacular. If if they can get a little bit of chemistry going, I think I don't think the Bengals are going to be a good team by any stretch. But I think there will be some games that they do surprise people. Yeah, because and of their underestimation. Yes. Yeah. So the way that I'm looking at it is they're going to Eagles are going to win their first two games. I think that they're they are going to go out to California and they're going to lose to the Niners. I think that they are going to underestimate one of two teams and they're going to lose to one of them. I think they're either going to underestimate the Bengals to the point where they lose or underestimate the Cardinals at the end of the season. That one's an away game to the point where they lose. I I lean towards the Cardinals more. Really? I was going to say I would lean more towards the Bengals in that one just because I do think it's possible that the Eagles lose that um, 425 game to the Cowboys the week before, right after Christmas. So Mm. if that's that's the case, I think they come back and kill the Redskins after that. Or I mean, oh wait, the Cardinals are before. I had them confused. The Cardinals are in the middle. Hmm, That is interesting then. Right, so it's 425 at Dallas, halfway across the country, back all the way to the West Coast. I don't know. So it's interesting if they, especially if they beat the Saints, come off that. Yeah. Play, yeah. And then the traveling that's involved there. I, I don't really know. But so, so it's that's, interesting. that's my thinking, because the Eagles are going to be the Eagles no matter what happens. And even the year they went to the Super Bowl, obviously, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle is, is a different kind of animal. 
but there's no way they should have laid the egg that they did that that year at that point in time. Mm-hmm. There's no way they should have just put that dud out there. They played absolutely awful and missing things left. Oh, it was a mess. It, remember the fumble out the back of the end zone? Yeah, it was all bad, right? All bad, they went on to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, there's going to be that that questionable, how did you drop that game? Last year, they had like six of them. The year before, they (laughs) had three. Um, So it it happens, and I think every team does it. You know, it's not just the U.S. thing. But so I think one of them is going to be a weirdly, like, underestimated the competition. I agree. That team's just going to come out and light it up. I would hope that it would be the Cardinals and not the Bengals because the Bengals game was home and I'd really love not to be sitting there <laughs> assuming we're able to sit there and see that happen. Um, I do think they lose in California. Um, I think they beat the Steelers. I'm actually, We're trying to go to that game because one of our really good friends, Ryan, is a Steelers fan. So we're like trying to figure out if we can do that. That would be cool, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen. Um, but I think the NFL is offering refunds if anything goes like they, they yeah. have it announced that they're going to offer refunds if anything goes mm-hmm. sideways. So I think they win that game. Then the ne- so then I have another um, pair of games that are home games that I think are same thing. They, they, right. I think they could drop one. So I think that either against the Ravens or against the Seahawks, I think one of them they may drop. Now, obviously, like. You know, they haven't gotten the chance to play Lamar Jackson in a regular season game. Um, that defense is really amazing. They added a couple weapons there as well. And then the Seahawks, we, you know, we talked about that, and, you know, what they what they can do, what they have done. So I just think that they win one and they lose one. I don't know which one I think I would prefer them to win or lose because I would love to get that revenge on the Seahawks. But I also really don't want them to lose the race. Like, I don't I don't really know which one I prefer, but I think one of those goes. So what's that? I have them at three losses at that point. They're going to be the Browns because Baker's terrible. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, I, you I, missed I, that. Uh-huh. Wait, you missed the Giants-Cowboys. Yeah, so yeah, so that that three-game stretch, I dub, dub, dub. I oh. They lost to the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football the last time they, they did that here. No mas. Not again. Yeah. Not going to happen. Not doing it. I think they come out, and I think they, they blow them out. I think that's I a, a huge blowout on. Oh, blowout! Television. I don't know about if no. I agree on the blowout, but I think they win that game. Yeah. Right now, what is today? May eighth. I'm telling you right now, May eighth, that on November first, there will be a blowout at Lincoln Financial Field. We're gonna have to go back and listen to this episode during Write the season. <laughs> yeah, during the season episode number thirty one, we will go back to. <laughs> We will keep going back to check what we said here. Um, and then I, I, you know, we're kind of in agreement there. One or two, one of the Packers Saints game. So this is what I was going to tell you. This is where, what I was alluding to. So if the Eagles see, the, so your theory and your thinking about beating them twice, mm-hmm. the, the, the now wild card factor that we have to consider in the NFC is Tom Brady. That's now a wild card factor in our conference that we have to think about. When you think about the way that this seeding can go in the NFC and who who gets what where, now we have Tom Brady to think about. So when you think about the Saints being where they are, they now have to play 
Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who added Rob Gronkowski, who have Chris Godwin, who have OJ Howard, who have all these all these guys and are continuously adding pieces, they play twice a year now. And let's not forget that, you know, the Falcons had a really terrible year last year, but they still have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and a couple other weapons there as well. Who knows what the Panthers are going to do with a new head coach, with Teddy Bridge. What? Who knows? Who knows what he learned and studied under Drew Brees? That division is going to be so interesting to watch. And I think that that also, you know, it's not a guarantee that the Saints are going to come out on top of that, on top of that division. So, Which makes me nervous, dude, because I had us in the wild card. We could do a so, wild card game. Yeah. So, so we don't know if, if, so say the Saints can only get in on a wild card. That and the Eagles win the division, right? Say the Eagles win the division, Saints only get in on a wild card. They still have to come back to Philadelphia in the middle of the winter to try to get to that next step in the playoffs. And Nick Foles, remember, almost beat them in 2013-14 when Nick Foles was the starter. So, and I don't think you sold me on it, but it's very interesting. I it's just another (laughs) thing to think about. No, it is. It's we sit here and try to break down, you know, and we can we can sit here and do, you know, uh, go through each division. We can go through each team and pick their record and you know pick our do our you know playoff and Super Bowl predictions. But this the entire league is turned upside down right now. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things. I can't keep track of who's on what team anymore. I Bill know Rivers is an Indianapolis Colt. What? Tom, yeah. Tom Brady's not in the AFC. What? Like there's so many crazy things that have moved around this year. And the fact that now Drew Brees and Tom Brady are in the same division and they're both in the NFC, that's a whole extra factor to add into what the Eagles have to do and possibly right. go through yeah. to get to another Super Bowl. Now, granted, do, did Tom Brady take a step back last year? Is he just getting old? Or was it just he was done with Bill Belichick? He was done with everything in the Patriots organization. He had no chemistry with the lack of weapons they handed him when Gronk retired. I think Who Tom's going to have a great year next year. So not like so now the NFC is, think about it. So you've got Carson, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. I'm trying to think. Who else? Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even the best quarterback on his team. Um, <laughs> let alone let alone anything else what's his name 49ers Garoppolo yeah you got Jimmy G Jared got like there's so many Russell Wilson there's oh, so many there's so many I mean obviously like and there's you know great quarterbacks in the AFC as well but the number of quarterbacks right there that were in the playoffs last year alone and future hall of fame yeah that's it's, crazy it's really interesting and that like all these moves completely turn the league upside down. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this all kind of plays out. So I do, I have the Eagles at, at 12 and four. Wait, so you think that they sweep the Cowboys with that last game? Yes. Okay. Just confirming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next question. Right. Yeah. So I, I think they may drop one in the division. Just because it, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What the who who has what record, and that's you know just how. Yeah, I agree. I have them beating the Giants and the Redskins both games. I think they split with the Cowboys, so I think they lose one in the division. Yeah, I mean, I think the Cowboys are 
the the biggest competition to them. I still By far. Think, I still think you know if if you can contain Saquon, the Giants have nothing. That uh, I know that it does make me sad just because I do like Saquon because he's like a freaking Saquon. beast yeah. and he's a PA native. So like you got you want to root for him, but at the same time. I feel like it's kind of okay to root for him right now because his team blows that bad. So oh, you're just so like, bad. you go ahead and play your little heart out, sweetheart. You, you know? play your little heart out and you get me those fantasy points. Yeah. Let's go. It won't matter at all. But you play for you, kid. Yeah, they're terrible. So bad. Um, <laughs> and, and the Redskins really just are not much better. They never get um, a good hand. <laughs> when they do have a good line and stuff, everybody goes down. But... Whatever, I I'm here say, for that. Though. Uh, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Chase Young, not not a bad draft selection. Him, him on one end, and Montez Sweat on the other. That's gonna be pretty good for them as time as time goes on. But they're Scary. not gonna win football games. You know, yeah. like they're not. They're not gonna be the difference between you going eleven and five and five and eleven. It's it's really not gonna I change agree. that for you. We'll see what what they do with everything else. But you know, I I think that the Eagles. I you said you think the Cowboys win the division and the Eagles get a wild card. Yeah, just because the schedule's easier, and I think the Cowboys do have a good team. I think Dak lays an absolute egg of a season if he plays. I I hope you are right. I, I think Dak right. has a has a terrible year. I will say though, getting completely serious for a second, his brother did pass away a week ago. So oh, that's terrible. I think that there's also a chance that he may go. So I, I mean, I goes off for him. But I think there's a chance that he really does go out there and plays his part out. That convinced me the, even more. Yeah. It's as as much crap as I talk about Dak Prescott. I, I wish nothing but the best for his family in this. Yeah, I agree. In this time, and especially you know, he lost his mom when he was in college to to cancer, and so uh, th- thinking of him and sending well wishes. But but is it that's nothing's bigger than family. So yeah, as much crap as I talk, I just want to put that out there that we are still human beings at the end of the day, and hope he's doing well and. Sending thoughts and prayers to his family right now. Yeah, I agree. We ready to go? Sam's ready to go. <laughs> uh, Sam's done. Um, so to wrap up, I got the Eagles at twelve and four, winning the division. Sam's got the Eagles at eleven. Are you sticking with eleven and five? Or 11, eleven and five. Eleven. And eleven five. and five in the wild card. It will certainly be a wild card season for so many different reasons. We'll see if. They play with fans, what they can do. I think it'll be really interesting to see if they start on time. Um, apparently, they, they've figured out a way to have some flexibility with the Super Bowl, so it gives yeah. them some leeway here and there. Um, you know, it, it, this just really gives us something to look forward to. It gives us something to talk about other than being angry about the Eagles draft, which we're not even going to rehash. <laughs> but um, We didn't even bother. Not even going to go there. Um, but you know, hopefully some other sports start again soon. Hopefully baseball can start back up. I miss baseball. It was so nice over the weekend. And all I was thinking about was like wanting to be watching baseball. Me too. Oh, okay. But that is our episode for the day. Episode 31. Thank you again to SB nation and bleeding green nation. Make sure you follow babes on broad on Twitter, Instagram, like us on Facebook, and also check out our website. We will continue sharing our quarantine recipes because there's really not much else to do right now. Um, (laughs) Thank you again. We hope you enjoyed our episode. And we will talk to you when there is more sports news (laughs) available to talk about. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes on Broad.